Welcome to the Art of Communicating Data Show, where every episode we try to improve how you communicate data, whether it's through data visualizations, reports, or presentations. Every episode will share tips and tricks from data experts and will leave you with actionable recommendations to improve your data communication skills. The goal is to help you grow in your data career by getting your work and you recognized through effective communication. I'm your host, Hannah, a geographer turned data professional and an introvert who loves public speaking. Let's get started. Do you feel overwhelmed when working on data projects? Let's be honest, many of us are not professionally trained project managers. Yet, we often are expected to manage our own or our team's data projects. Now I want you to imagine having a step-by-step roadmap that guides you on how to manage a successful data project, whether you work as a freelancer or as part of a company or agency. My name is Hannah. I am the founder of Trending Analytics, and I help people visualize and present data effectively. I want to give you my data project management roadmap today. This roadmap will give you a clear direction on how to manage your next data project. It's applicable to many types of projects, not just data visualization ones, and it's absolutely free. To get my free data project management roadmap, just go here, trending-analytics.com forward slash project roadmap. Again, that's trending-analytics.com forward slash project roadmap, and I'll have it in your inbox in just a few seconds. In this episode, I'll be sharing my take on what a beginner's data visualization curriculum will look like. This is for data practitioners or aspiring data practitioners who want to get a solid foundation in data visualization and don't know what they should be learning at this stage. If you think you already have the foundations, I still encourage you to listen to this episode so you can give me feedback on what you would change in this curriculum, or perhaps you may find a gap in your data viz foundation and can fill that in before you listen to my next episode on how to build on this. So many of us started our data careers at a time where we had one or more data visualization softwares at our disposal. I still remember making my first charts on Excel and they honestly looked really horrible. This was before I was even a data practitioner and it was thanks to Excel's ability to make default charts with a couple clicks of a button that allowed me to put out these horrendous looking charts into the world. You've probably had a similar experience or work with someone who has. I do believe that the root cause of why we still see so many carelessly made 3D charts today is because of how easily anyone, and I mean anyone, with access to a data viz tool can quickly spit out these charts. As a self-taught data practitioner, I didn't focus on getting well-trained in data visualization at the beginning of my career. I learned how to make data vises in Python, R, and Tableau, and then I moved on to focus on the technical skills without putting too much deliberate thought into how and why I create data vises. It wasn't until I was already a mid-level data analyst that I delved into the world of data visualization. I mentioned in my previous interview with Paulina that what got me to deep dive into data visualizations was a workshop I attended led by Edward Tufte. 
I left the workshop with a whole new outlook on data visualizations and I started to research more resources and books to dive into this world as much as I could. So in addition to reading Edward Tufte's books, I also learned from Alberto Cairo. I recommend all his books, Cole Nossbaum or Netflix's book, famous book, Storytelling with Data, and I also learned from other experts in the field. Learning from these experts, I found that my competency in using a DataViz tool had not been sufficient enough for me to create effective data visualizations. Sure, I knew how to make all sorts of charts, but were the charts I was creating helping my audience answer important questions? Were they the most effective way to communicate my message to them? And were they unintentionally misleading all of us? These kinds of questions can haunt us about our old work, but I was somewhat fortunate to be in a position at that time where my daily roles and responsibilities didn't require me to create data visualizations that often. It was actually a rare occurrence. Not because it wasn't needed, I actually believe we were underutilizing data visualizations. So my main focus at this time in my career was to prove to myself and those around me that data visits can help us understand patterns and insights from the data better. For some of you listening, maybe you are or were in this situation as well, or perhaps you work in a team where you or others create data visualizations often, but maybe not the most effective ones, and you want to know how you can fill this gap in your skill. So for the remaining part of this episode, I'll share ways you can do that. First, you want to learn the data viz essentials. The topics you want to make sure you cover are how and why data visualizations can help you understand data better how and why you should get to know your audience, understanding when and why to use common chart types, how to choose the right colors, practices to avoid, and this includes how to not mislead with your charts or the way you designed it, and also how to get your audience to use your data visualizations to make better decisions and take action. I do have a free course on my website called Data Viz Like a Boss that will teach you these essentials. I'll link it in the show notes. It's tool agnostic, so you won't need to know a particular Data Viz tool to take this course. But if you're already taking a data visualization course or reading a book about it already, then you want to make sure that it just covers the topics I just listed. Another good alternative is Reading the Big Picture by Steve Wexler. It's a short and straightforward book that recently came out. I highly recommend this for both data and non-data professionals. So if you have peers or a manager that you think needs to know these data viz essentials, this is a good book for them to read as well. Also, a really good reference at this point to use is called the DataViz Catalog. It's a free website that you can bookmark and reference to learn about different chart types and when to use which one. Then you want to learn how to tell a story with your data visualizations. I recommend reading Storytelling with Data by Cole Nossbaum or Naflik. It's also beginner friendly. And there's also a workbook version that you can get after you read this book to implement what you learn. The next thing I recommend that you learn as a beginner is how to make your charts accessible to your audience members or to the viewers of your data visualizations. I already have a few blogs that I've written about this. In the episode show notes, I will link these blog posts. Perhaps I'll also have a few episodes on this in the future. It's honestly not that much extra work for a beginner or anyone for that matter to do. And I firmly believe that when you make your data visualizations accessible, you actually improve the experience for everyone. By now you're wondering, what about the tool itself? And 
I usually get asked which Dataviz tool is the best one to use or learn as a beginner. I understand where this question is coming from because now we have a lot of Dataviz tools. When I was first learning data visualization, I didn't have that many options as we do now. It seems like every month a new tool comes out. The honest answer is it doesn't really matter. Choose the tool that you have easy access to. Each person will have different constraints. So for instance, you may not be working or you may not be a student right now. So you have to work with whatever is the most affordable or accessible to you to get to personally. If you do work, you may be restricted to use whichever tool your employer has invested in getting licenses for. Same thing if you're a student. But don't let that make you believe that you can't make effective charts because you're not able to access the latest and greatest tool. As long as these tools can still allow you to make the basic charts, you'll figure out a way to make it work with the DataViz essentials that you learn. The other thing I noticed several of my students and followers worry about is what if a new employer or client works with a different DataViz tool? Once you know one tool, it's easier to pick up and learn another tool. It's not that hard and you're probably overthinking it, so just cross that bridge when you get to it. Once you select this tool, take a beginner level course or read a beginner friendly book on it. By the way, some of these tool specific courses may cover DataViz Essentials that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. If they do, please let me know which one you took because that to me is a sign of a very comprehensive and thoughtfully designed DataViz course. But it's because a DataViz tool course doesn't cover the essentials doesn't mean it's a bad course necessarily. You want to keep in mind that instructors have constraints and there's only so much you can fit into one course. I do trainings for Tableau for Pearson on O'Reilly, but because of the time limitations and depending on the course topic I'm training on, I often don't have enough time to cover everything. And that is why my DataViz Like a Boss course doesn't teach you a specific DataViz tool. Otherwise, my course would be focusing a lot more on how to do things on a tool versus focusing on teaching you the concepts and essentials for DataViz that you can apply with any tool that you decide to use. Everything I mentioned today will be listed in the show notes. So you can go to my website, trending-analytics.com forward slash podcast and go to this episode's show notes to grab all the resources I mentioned today. I know that many of you don't have a ton of time on your hands, so I try to include what I thought were absolutely necessary for a beginner data visitor to cover. There's a lot more to explore and dive into the world of data visualization. So once you have covered the basics that I've outlined in this episode, you want to make sure that you tune in to the next episode where I'll be talking more about how to go beyond the basics. Thanks for listening to The Art of Communicating Data. Please subscribe so you never miss out on any brand new episodes. And give us some love by dropping a five-star rating and a written review as it helps other data practitioners find us. And please share with a friend and show them how to subscribe. Thanks for listening and here's to improving your data communication.